Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. Your host, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, with Thomas Thrash and Barry Grooms, presented to you by Hootens.com, your source for Arkansas high school football. You are now Between the Mats. Welcome to Between the Mats. I am Matt McJunkins. We are here in the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. And tonight, we have two and then another soon guest. Not guests, though. We're not guests. Yeah. We're all part of this thing. <laughs> That's right. But we got Dusty Clark here with Hootens.com. How you doing, Dusty? Doing great. How y'all doing? Doing well. And, of course, my man, Matty Stats Wilcox. How you doing, Matt? I'm good, Junk. I can't believe it's week 10. I know it. But week 10, right? That's crazy. It's like you blink and it's over. I know it. Thomas Thrash. I think he's in a fetal position at home right now. Man, that's what I that's what I hear. I hear he's got the it's that PA loss doing it to him. <laughs> that's what it is. He's hurting. So he said he was sick, but the real truth is he's just he's just, he just licking he his just wounds. couldn't come in here and face the music about Greenwood. <laughs> yeah. And then here uh here in a little bit we'll have Kevin Bohannon. Uh he's he'll he he's busy at the moment, but will be with us shortly. Uh man, we gotta I, Dusty, we've got to get the the intro changed because we're giving Barry all this love. <laughs> I know, and poor Dusty doesn't get any. And I've got the guy that's going to do it. Yeah, the guy that did it before, he's way better than I am. And I just had to put something together. Uh, but JB's going to do it for us. Oh yeah, and he's he's like Price is Right. I mean, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, but man, week ten, can you believe it? Hey, it's starting to get real hey, now. You just think there's going to be about nineteen hundred seniors. Put on their pads for the last time this Friday night. Man, I, I'm sure y'all saw my post where I, I just reposted it, but it's talking about how how special football is, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's hard to put into words what this game means to those seniors. And when you take off those shoulder pads for the last time, man, it's just it's hard to cope. It's hard to deal it's, with. It's one of those. It's one of those things. You know, I'm getting chills just sitting there thinking about. You know, when we all had that last game. And there's always something to play for. Mm-hmm. It's either pride, playoffs, whatever. But you don't forget that moment, that last whistle sounds and that horn blows and it hits triple zeros. No. And, and isn't it amazing that every single year it comes down to week 10 for yeah, so many no, conferences? No doubt. Yeah. That final game That's right. ends up being such a big one again this year. We've got, we've got some not just – conference implications but st- could be state championship inc- implications indeed, yeah. indeed and then some people just fighting to get in the playoffs that's right you know it's 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 a pivotal week for sure that's right and, you, and then and then you look at and we're fixing to go into 2a to start things off but 2a you got some really good teams who are going to come out of the gate and play so, well, let's just say this. You got some top ten teams that are going to come out of the gate and play a top ten team Yeah, week yes. one. And so you brought that up. I was going to save this for a little bit later, but we might as well jump into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. How, how do we get away from four-team conference? You automatically qualify for the playoffs. How do we get back to like a an equitable system to where – because you look, for instance, 2A, the two, 2A conference – I mean, you got Clarendon sitting outside looking in that might not make the playoffs that would probably beat. They'd be a one seed in almost every other That's conference. exactly That's right. right. Yeah. And so, I mean, I know other states do like a ranking system, a power system. Is there not something out there that we could change to to make it more fair? You know, 2A has been, uh, I'm going to say, uh, 
don't want to say ravaged, but just kind of victimized with eight man. Mm-hmm. Sure, because you know I was I was doing some research this week and I was looking at Ryzen and their record over the years. And a couple years ago, their I think is their last state championship in two thousand four. That entire conference that they played in, the schools are either consolidated with a bigger school or playing eight man this year. Is that right? And that's you know and that's. 15, 16 years ago. Right. Well, how many of those how many of those schools that used to be 2A, like Rising, are 3A and may have 25 kids on the team? Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, Rising, Rising had to consolidate with Kingsland along the way. You know, and that's yeah. keeping them out of 2A. Mm-hmm. You know, and, of course, you got, like, schools like Merrill Springs that's got a population of 100 kids. You right. Know, you know, when I was there, and I, and I doubt it's any different now, we were the smallest school in the state of Arkansas that played football. Yeah, yeah no doubt. And it, it's it's funny when you look at the numbers and how they shape up. And, you know, of course, there's a lot that goes into play with it. But, you know, I think what we will head to in the next few years is a power ranking system, something like that. And it, you're, you're going to have the promotion and relegation. You know, you're just yeah. going to – it's what's going to have to be. Yeah. Because there's going to there's be schools that struggle, you know, that – keep a team but there's also going to be schools that you know like you know mineral well, how many kids mineral got on the team 24 25 I, I really don't know but but i'm sure it's not more you know i would say i would say probably 30 30 you know but but why why can't they do something like with 7a where you, your top two teams don't play the first week and i realize you, you may not have enough teams maybe to do a playoff but i don't know something's got to be different though yeah i you know the the goal for for the playoffs in the state championship is to get the two best teams at yeah. the end of the at the end at the end right not in the semifinals or the quarterfinals and yeah. that's what we have a lot of times uh you know I, of course i'm partial but i look back at last year and i feel like greenbrier was the second best team in the state well, we had to play pa in the semis well, yeah. i feel like the kids got robbed of getting to play in war memorial because of that right and it's just the way it shakes out and i just feel like if there was a power ranking system or something that we split those one and two teams up and let them you know the only the only like real true ranking that they do is the buys that are awarded in three A and four A are based off the strength of the conference in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So you'll see that there are some teams that get a first round buy. Yeah. Like, so you know, like you'd think Prescott would be getting a first round buy. Right. They play in state title, you know, semifinals every year. But you know, I think the buy I can't remember if the buys this year are in like the two and like the five maybe or two and the four. And it's like. You know, but based off the success of the conference as a whole in the playoffs, mm. yeah. Which you would think, in like four, you would think that set, conference seven would would be up there every year, yeah, because they typically go deep. At least a couple of them do. I just feel like that there's there's enough there's enough qualified people in the state that pay attention to high school football now that you could get enough opinions to have a really good power ranking. Oh, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Well, I'm off my soapbox. Man. Okay. <laughs> hey, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, what we want is for the, the, the kids to to be to, – to get exposure and to get the best experience they right. can. Yeah. And to do that, we want, them to, we want to see the best go deep. That's it. That's it. Yeah. All right, we'll start with 2A this week. And I will start it off since – I'm partial to that. Those are your boys. That's right. That's right. So last week, uh, week nine, Hazen nine or eight and zero. Oh, uh, they they uh, beat Bearden sixty to zero. Hazen's given up twenty eight points, I believe, on the season all year. Yeah, all year long. You know, it's funny because because we talk about the quarterback. Yeah, I've even heard a lot about running back. Uh, 
and rightfully so. Sure. But a defense that's given up 28 points all year long. Yeah, I believe that's three and a half points against. It's not much. <laughs> you know, You know that's almost that's almost as good as Carlisle was in 1993. What did they give up? 15. All year? In 14 games. Holy cow. Is that when Golher was there? Uh, I think I was after. He was after that. He had to have been after that. Well, here here's your situation on that. Two teams scored on them all year. All right, they played Bigelow. They beat Bigelow eighty-eight to eight. Okay, <laughs> Bigelow. How'd they slip in? Hey, hey, Bigelow scored on a hook and ladder. Oh, nice. Okay, when they were down eighty, literally. Nice. Okay, and then they went and scored another one, tacked on a two-point conversion because they were mad. All right. And then they got beat by Ryzen in the state championship game. Oh, wow. So, they didn't even seven, win the – Seven to nothing. Oh, my Wow. So, Bigelow's, Bigelow's over there going, yeah, Dusty, we were trying to forget that. Hey, <laughs> I'm never going to let them forget he that. He said, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I had the second part of that story. The only reason I know that, I had to set through my brother getting beat 79 to nothing by Carlisle. <laughs> well, let me tell you, back in the 90s, Carlisle beat a lot of people oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. There, there was no mercy rule back in 1993. <laughs> well, speaking of Carlisle, number two, the bison at Carlisle, Moved to eight and zero after beating England forty eight to twenty two. You know they haven't been tested really this year, mm-hmm. so those two teams we're we're going to see them you know face off Friday night for conference championship and That's right. you know possibly see the the winner of that be the the state state champion. Yeah, possibly. All right, number three Bigelow uh, beat Conway Christian thirty eight to seven. Mark Tree beat Cross County forty four to six. Mount Ida beat Foreman fifty six to six. Derricks had a week off after beating Poen by one. APC number seven lost to Desart fifty-two to fifty. Was that one in overtime? Yes, yes, it was. And and Dusty, you might be able to fill us in on that game. EPC was up pretty big early, EP, weren't EPC they? EPC was up eighteen in the fourth quarter. Really? And then uh, Desart, of course, they went for two in overtime for the win. So you know, I'll be dying. I know. I saw a, a, run, a running back from uh, from Desart. Desart, yeah, Desart had a good game, and it wasn't. Wasn't the kid from last week? It was Kirby, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, Kirby. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Jack Kirby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so that you know, that's another that's another big win for Desart. It is. Hey, yeah. And Desart, you know, they're coming off that. You know, they start zero and three. They're five and up. It's new. I mean, new flight Eagles right that's there. Right. That's right. So Conway Christian lost to Bigelow thirty-eight to seven. Probably the conference championship of that one there. Uh, Clarendon number nine. Lost to Earl, 46-38, to 38, and Earl has been on Upset City the last they few have. weeks. Uh, number 10, Poen lost to Mineral Springs, 50-6. to six. That was a shocking score to me. I believe when we picked those games, I might have been on a lonely <laughs> island. Did you have some inside information on that? I tried to tell y'all. <laughs> so, this week, Hazen, number one, plays at Carlisle. Two undefeated teams battling for uh, – number one and number two battling for the conference championship. So, before we move on – yeah. Uh, they will be without their quarterback for the first half. How, oh, that's right. I forgot. How does that uh, affect the ball game there? Well, hang on one second because Kevin Bohannon just texted and said he's ready. So okay. Well, we can ask Let's K-Bow. just ask him. His spider sense was tingling. He it was. Dusty, do you have any insight on how that went down? Or I, You know, I've heard things, but I haven't, you know, I haven't talked to either coach, so I don't want to speak on yeah. it. But. Hey, your ears must have been burning because we were just—we had just brought up a topic that we, when I saw you text, I said, "Well, it's the perfect timing." Because <laughs> Kevin, we're in the middle of two A right now, and and Maddie, yeah. Maddie Wilcox just mentioned that in this number one versus number two matchup, we've got a quarterback that's going to miss a half. 
right. Can you enlighten us a little bit on that? I absolutely can, guys. So the football ejection rule is different from baseball. Baseball, if you get ejected, no matter what inning, you miss the next game. For coaches and players in football, it's a little bit different. You miss four quarters for the equivalent of a game. So when you get ejected, it matters. Go back to Coach Maupin from Maumelle getting ejected in the fourth quarter three weeks ago. Well, two weeks ago, his team went to overtime. He got to come back out. Now, Luke King was ejected in the second quarter last week of their 60 to nothing blowout win, which befuddles me to no end. Yeah, me too. And, yeah, that, that I blame that on the officials. And I don't do that a whole lot because I were one at one time. And I know it's not correct English, but, you know, BCSSD and all. Hey, so, no, no judgment here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just glad you know, that I've converted you to hating officials just like I did. <laughs> yeah, pre- preventive officiating is, you know, where you get away with that. And if King went too far, he went too far. I haven't seen the video of it. But so since he was ejected in the second quarter, he missed the third and fourth. That's one, two. And then his third and fourth quarter will be the first and second of the Hazen game, making him eligible at halftime to go into quarters three and four for the number one, number two matchup. You know, you know, I'm glad you said that, and I'm not going to chase a rabbit very far here. I guess I'm going to chase one a little bit. But Saturday, we're in a peewee football game. We're getting beat, and uh, our our coach gets mad. We get a kid hit in the back, and he gets hurt, and nobody throws anything. And we're over to the side, and the side judge is sitting there talking to to me, and the the coach, the head coach, says says something about, you know, y'all need to pay attention. You know, I know y'all wanted to get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And he should have just thrown a flag. Mm-hmm. But he turns around, he says, Coach, you got something to say to me? And I said, hey, I said, there is no, there is no reason for you to engage him. Mm-hmm. You either need to throw yeah. a flag and, and call it or walk away. But when you engage him, then, then you become the aggressor. Mm-hmm. And, and he kind of kept on. And I'm just like, that's where, that's where people get mad at officials. Mm-hmm. Is, is and want accountability for officials too because a lot of times it flops. Yeah. Well, I'll just say yeah. this, I'll just say this: the little bit that I've been around Luke King, that just seems really out of character mm-hmm. for that kid. And you know, especially that late in the season and knowing the implications that are coming on down the line, I just I just feel like it had to have been pretty bad for that official to to eject him from that ball game. Well, and you got a guy in Joe Basankin who runs probably one of the most disciplined programs across the state. Sure. And, you know, there's a, you know, I love Joe to death. You know, talk to him frequently, but he has kids that are coaching for him that have played for him. And they all have, he's, he'll tell you the reason they're here is because they know how we conduct ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I have a really, yeah. I really, I have a really hard time, you know, you know, I, I have a really hard time thinking that, you know, he would allow something like that sure. to go on yeah. to, you know, to proceed. Right. Well, and I don't want to speculate too much, but I did, I'd heard that it was, had to do with taunting. And I, I, yeah. I can, for the life of me, can't figure out a time I've ever seen a kid get tossed for taunting. Right. And I, we saw some taunting Friday night, <laughs> sure. kid running from the 20 yard line, taunting in the end zone. And, and we weren't expecting to get ejected. No. You know, we were yeah, expecting and, a flag. We were expecting a flag. Yeah, that would have been his had to be in his second flag as well because one, that's right. It had to be so egregious that I mean, I don't know the officials that were doing it, but I mean, he he would have had to I don't know, drop his pants and do a tweeter dance or something for <laughs> you know 
to go out on the first flag or first Tweeters end zone dance. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Tweeters end zone dance. So, you know, with, with that said, you know, what were they doing? And side head linesman and side judge, line judge, whatever you call them now, that they have to have the thickest skin because they hear it the most. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because they're going to come to you first to gripe about the umpire and the back judge who throws a pass interference every time or the umpire throws a holding call every time you run off the right tackle. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> right, so right. There, there's, that, there's, that, there's that bit of a uh, preventive officiating that has to go into that because my number one goal, and Dusty can attest to this, whenever we call the game was, we don't want to know we're there. Yeah. That's, and that's what should be. Yeah. Be seen, not yeah. heard. You what know, should that, be. Yeah. That's what, that's what, you know, one of my favorite human beings of all time, Jim Withrow, used to always tell that line judge on our side, is like, just know I'm, I'm talking through you. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I want you to hear me, but I don't want you to listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, well, we'll move on here. Uh, number three into a uh, Bigelow goes to. Decatur, who is uh, 0-9 this year. Number four, Mark Tree, they're 8-1. They're, they're playing – I don't know why e- I didn't put right points at County. That's right. They're at EPC. That's is it at EPC or Mark Tree? It's at Mark it's Tree. At Mark it's Mark. at Mark Tree. I guess I dropped the ball and didn't write all my two A's down. But, uh, oh, I bet – is it a Thursday night game? Uh, I No. Is it not? I, I don't know. I just guess I didn't put it down. <laughs> Number five, Mount Ida. Uh, do they play this week? At Dirks. Yeah. At, at Dirks. Dirks. I've got a few who are missing. Number six, Dirks plays uh, versus Mount Ida Middle Springs. I know they're playing at home versus Murfreesboro. Uh, they're at seven now after that big win over over Poen. Number eight, the Eagles at Desert move into the top ten this week. You know, we've been threatening to do it for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they've got three losses in – they're big lo- – you know, they're losses to, to teams. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Early in the season. Early too. in the season. That's right. Uh EPC is at Mark Tree, by the way, and it is on Thursday. Okay. It is on Thursday. Okay. Uh, number nine is EPC. Uh, they are at Mark Tree. Number 10, Earl. And I don't have a game for Earl. Does anybody have a game for Earl? They're at home against Cross County. Home against Cross County. Well, I'm glad Matt was paying attention this week. <laughs> All right. So, that will take us into 3A last week. In week nine and 3A, we had Prescott number one. They had the week off. Number two, Charleston won against West Fork 49-7. to Number three, Boonville beat Lavaca 64-27. Number four, Melbourne over Quitman 68-40. Number five, Ryzen beat Barton 29-16 in a good, highly contested ball game there. Number six, Hoxie uh, lost to Osceola 20-14. Had some turnover trouble there in that one. Uh, turned it over inside the five, what would you say, three times? Three Dustin? times, yeah. Mm. They had – I was talking to Coach Sears, and, you know, he said that – he said he hates to lose, but it's one of those things that his team, like – it's going to be the boulder on their shoulder. The yeah. Rest yeah. Of the year. They know That's they good. can correct that. Right time. Because he, he's, they outgained them like 415 to like 200. Yeah. Number seven, Newport won 61 16 over Yellow Summit. Number eight, Glen Rose beat Centerport 42 to 15. That's a pretty good statement win there. Undefeated Centerpoint. Yeah, number nine was Centerpoint. Number 10, Camden Harmony Grove beat Lake Village in a shootout 64 to 41. Hey, uh, did Par- is Parker's Ch- Parker Chapel, what's the deal? Are they not playing? They're, they're they playing the A-man. Okay, so, so that I, game with Prescott yeah. that originally would have been Parker's Chapel, yeah. they dropped eight men. So there was already – I was talking to Glass about this a couple of weeks ago because I asked him why they scheduled Homer. He said, well, we had a natural buy in the schedule because there was, we only had seven teams in our conference. Yeah. And then Parker's Chapel dropped, and he's like, 
Well, where do I find? Where do you find a game yeah, at? Where do you 10? find a week nine or week, week nine? 10? I mean, yeah, yeah, week nine game at because it's already it's already struggled just finding home. Yeah, sure. And you know nobody really wants to play Prescott anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know they'll be fresh legged because they had some injuries. Oh yeah. Right. So uh, you know, typically you don't really want to be off that much, most coaches. But for them. You know, I don't. And I don't know. Will they get a buy first first round? I don't think they no. do. Uh, so they'll probably draw somebody that that won't be a huge matchup to where they can ease their way back in come playoff time. Sure. You know the the programs they know how to tr- approach a buy. Yeah. Oh sure, sure, so, sure. You know they it, this is something you know that they've been through before. So you know they'll be all right. So our new top ten for three A heading into the final week of the season. Prescott stays number one. They will be at Horatio. Um, Number two on Thursday. On Thursday. Oh, see, I had them at another bye. That's I yeah. didn't pick up the Thursday night games. Yeah, That's what happened to that entire that entire conference is playing Thursday nights. The, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. Number two, Charleston will be at Lavaca. Number three, Boonville at Cedarville. Number four, Melbourne will travel to Atkins. Number five, Ryzen will be at home against Drew Central. Number six, Newport will be at home against Perryville. Number seven, Glen Rose at Magnet Cove. Number eight, Camden Harmony Grove will be at home against Barton. Number nine, Osceola will be at Manila. Osceola has won five straight. They're, they've got it rolling yeah. the right, right direction. And then number 10 is Hoxie, who lost to Osceola, uh, will be at Walnut Ridge. And that will be for the two-seat out of yeah. the 3A. And that's a one-mile trip for a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Centerpoint was just in the top 10 as the undefeated team. That's right. And they're at 8-1, and one, they're going to play. They got a game this week. They're going to have to play if they're going to win. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. No, you got with Centerpoint and Bismarck. You know, Bismarck had a week off to get healthy. You know, they got kind of banged up along the way against Glen Rose. Mm-hmm. Going to be pretty interesting. But the game, the game I'm curious about in 3A is Barton and Camden yeah. Barney Grove. Yeah, Barton is coming on. They mm-hmm. were they were leading Rising 16 to 15 start the fourth quarter the other night. Right. And there's some people, you know, there's, of course, you know, whizzing the group text like, hey, anybody get that Rising score? <laughs> I, well, didn't Rising score? On the last play, before I mean, there was time for a kickoff, but other than that, no, they had they. I know they scored with like four minutes left, and they scored with like a minute thirty left or something like that. They like they scored their last two touchdowns. Deep yeah, in the fourth quarter. I was thinking the last one yeah. was right at the right at the end. <clears throat> but you know, it's it, and go ahead. Oh, so say, guys, real quick, the buys in Class Three A are Conference Four. That'd be Glen Rose. That'll be Glen Rose. In conference six, that'd be rising. Prescott will play the five out of conference one, which Mansfield, West Fork, Lavaca. That, that'll be Lavaca. Really that'll, kind of, that'll be Lavaca because West Fork. Lavaca, be. maybe four, so it could be Mansfield five. Oh, uh, Lavaca. They've got to figure some stuff out this week. Yeah, Mansfield should win because they're playing Hackett. Yeah, Lavaca's got to beat Charleston. Yeah, and without. Uh, Maddox Noel. So. That ain't gonna happen. So uh, <laughs> let's 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 just fade to what it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, John. All right, four A, Arkadelphia. They uh, number one, been number one for some time. They are undefeated and had another buy the second in the month of October. <clears throat> They'll uh, they so they stay at number one. Uh, Harding Academy number two. They're eight and zero. Beat Heber thirty nine thirteen. Number three Star City beat Monticello fifty six to twenty one. Star City is nine and one. They have played every week this year. Mm. War- they're off this week. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, they're off this. Yeah, week. Yeah, they're off this week. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they that's, right, that's right. That's right. That's right. Weekend. And I believe Warren is too, aren't they? 
Oh, they play. Or they play on Thursday night, uh, probably. No, it's the, yeah, they play on Thursday. All right. So, Warren, eight and one. So, that's the dummy me that just looked at Friday <laughs> for the games. All right. Yeah. So, all, all eight 4A games are on Thursday night. All five 3A games are on Thursday night. I got you, boys. Don't worry. <laughs> so, number four, Warren beat Helena 42 to eight. Number five, Stuttgart beat Lone Oak. 35-32 there in a close one. Stuttgart scored pretty late, too, I think, to yeah. win that, didn't they? They had to come back in that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Malvern, number six, beat Nashville 48-34. Two-score game, you know, closer than I expected, uh, especially letting Nashville, you know, Malvern has not given up a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, but Nashville's able to put 34 on them. You expect that 48 on the Malvern side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pocahontas, number seven, beat Blyfell 33-22. Haskell and Harmony Grove remains undefeated at number eight, beating Mayflower 47-7. Number nine, McGee played their seventh game of the season and beat DeWitt 32-25. And number 10, Nashville, they lost to Malvern 48-34. So this week, Arkadelphia at Malvern. What a big ball game. Man, I wish I was going to be there. You know, we've talked about this before, but losing this game could be the best thing for one of these teams. You, you, you end up on the side opposite of, of uh, Harding Academy. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, let's be honest, it's hard to beat the same team twice. To beat right. the, it's hard to beat the same good team twice. That's right. So these two teams very very possibly could beat each other in the finals if they get through Harding Academy. Yeah. And that, and that goes back to that thing we talked about before we started, that equitable playoff system to where you'd like to have your two best teams on opposite side of the brackets. Yeah. I wish we'd have got Kevin on there because he could really go yeah. uh, get on the – we were talking about the 2A playoff system, how like Mineral Springs is looking to see if they're uh, they're going to play Hazen or uh, Carlisle yeah. first round. Yeah, and then like Conway Christian will play, you know, they, they get the two seed. They'll have to play the three out of the two – 2A, which will be, you know. Could be Mark Tree, could be, yeah. you know, Earl. And EPC. Yeah. EPC. I mean, it's we're just talking about how we now. wish there was a, some kind of a power ranking system instead of doing it the way that we do it. Yeah, instead of it being rotating. Yeah. yeah it, you know, a, a lot of other states have done that, but as y'all can see, Arkansas has been slow to adopt different things. The only time they've ever done a power rating system is when they had blended classifications at the highest level. Yeah. yeah. That was, back when, that was they, back when Mountain Home and that, uh, all those guys yeah. were getting the quality points for losing to a 7A school. Oh, yeah. That's exactly right. So, like, mm-hmm. they, they would, like they had with a 6A, 7A, so Mountain Home would get quality points for losing, you know, to North Little Rock 60 to 14. <laughs> but they but they beat, you know, whoever, the Cersei, the 6A team, that counted as, you know, so much points. So, you, get, you got to go to the playoffs based off that. I got you. That's kind of like getting paid to go play Alabama. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> $1.5 million. <laughs> so, number two, Hardy Academy, 8-0, plays at Cave City. Number three, Star City, they're off this week. They've got their 10 in. Number four, Warren. Who did you say they played, Matt? They played home against Hamburg. Home against Hamburg on Thursday night. Number five, Stuttgart plays Bald Knob uh, at home. Malvern, number six, they will play at home against Arkadelphia. Number seven, Pocahontas goes to Highland. Number eight, Haskell Harmony Grove, undefeated 9-0, going to box site for a big matchup there. Uh, number nine, McGee plays Helena at home. And number 10, Rivercrest at Blytheville. Yeah, you know, I was, I was looking at this, and we've talked about this a lot. We'll really see in this Arkadelphia-Malvern game, we've talked about, you know, we've got Malvern at six, but they could be number three or two. And so we'll find out a lot about how Malvern matches up against one of the best teams in the state. Yeah, and you look at Elkins. You know, we know they got a powerful offense. They're eight and one. The separator there is, and, and Nashville just out of the top ten, 
you know, Nashville beat Charleston at Charleston. Elkins loses to Charleston at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like yeah. when you're trying to compare these teams who are never going to see each other unless it's in a playoff run. Mm-hmm. 4A is that con- or is that classification where geography is, you know, paramount and how the right. schools are. Because, you know, that one 4A is nestled up there in northwest Arkansas. Yeah. There's 3A schools that they usually play non-conference. 5A schools will play non-conference. But you get you get down 7-4A. They're playing everybody. Yeah, that's right. You know, they're yeah, playing, they're, that, uh, they're yeah. playing six A schools, five A schools. You, you, you know, name your name your shot. They're playing it, and you know that that's yeah. what makes it really really hard to get a read on that one four A's because it's so isolated. Know, isolated. Mm-hmm. You see the same thing in baseball too, because every and it's widely known that baseball is a little bit better than in the south, uh, especially south southern part of the state. Traditionally, that's where a lot of state champions have come from. Right. Uh, lower classification, especially. But in this test up like this, where, okay, Elkins is going to get a buy. Elkins and Harding Academy are the two that get buys in 4A. But Elkins could, they play the winner of the third from the two, which is going to be Lone Oak, mm. or the fourth mm. from the seven, which is going to be Ashdown. So that's going to be a lot of purple in the <laughs> second round. I would, I, if it's Lone Oak, I'm I'm picking Lone Oak over Elkins in that second round. Here's, I'm just saying that right here's now. the sad yeah. part about it for the you know, we was talking about how they assigned that first round by. The one four A is getting that first round by because Shiloh was in there. Right. And so now yeah. Shiloh's That's five right. A. So yeah. congratulations, Elkins. <laughs> right. you, you well, get, and, yeah. let me say this too about that Elkins. You're talking about uh, if they play Lone Oak, I mean I agree with you. I'd, I'd go with Lone Oak, but here's another thing. If they play Ashdown, Elkins had never seen the athletes that Ashdown's going to put on the field. Yeah. Oh, they see them every yeah. Saturday in Razorback Stadium. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> All right, so 5A we go last week. In 5A, Parkview uh, beat Hot Springs Lakeside 42-14. to Number two, Robinson beat Whitehall 42-7. to Number three, Fairview uh, put it on Hot Springs, thirty-four to seven. I thought that would be a little bit better ball game than it I was. I did too. I think that's a pretty statement win for Fairview. That was that, that was one of those. those yeah, they Hot Springs fell apart. Yeah, yeah. the starting, starting cornerback got ejected. Yeah, it just went mm-hmm. downhill. Yeah. That was that was one of those. That, like it looked pretty early on, and then yeah, about about halftime, he's like. Yeah, got ugly. So Shiloh was number four. They beat Prairie Grove, uh, fifty-five to twenty-two. That game was close there for a while, and then Shiloh just turned it on. Never looked back. Number five was Hot Springs. Number six Farmington beat Pea Ridge, forty-nine sixteen. Number seven Magnolia blanked uh, DeQueen, forty to zero. Number eight Mills beat Morton thirty to twenty-three. And I did. I picked Ed Gum Morton. I thought I had it yeah. for so long. <laughs> And I did too. <laughs> then I Mills too. pulled it out at the end. All right, number nine Valley View beat Nettleton thirty-four to seven in a big win there. And number ten was Win, and they beat Forest City forty-nine to fourteen. So week ten, our last top ten for the regular season in five A. Parkview stays number one in a big test in the South this this week for Parkview, which will determine the number one seed out of the South. They will play at Camden Fairview. That should be a good one there, boys. Number two, Robinson will play at home against Pine Bluff. Number three is Camden Fairview. Number four, Shiloh will be at home against Alma. Number five, Farmington at home against Prairie Grove. And that, that game has a lot of implications because there's a lot yeah, of – Yeah, it does. If, it, yeah. if they win by so many and then there's a lot of things that can happen. Yeah, you, got, yeah. you got points involved. Uh, oh, hey, guys, I want to, t- I want to tell you all just, just real quick. I was talking to Kyle Sutherland today. He wrote his article for, for SB Live, but – I said, okay, th- this could get tricky on Friday. I said, assume Harrison beats Pea Ridge by 13 points. 
that'll move them to 59 in the tiebreaker. Okay, so if PG beats Farmington, they're the two, then Harrison, then Farmington. But this is the fun part. If Farmington beats Prairie Grove by only six, which is possible, Mm -hmm. and Harrison only beats Pew Ridge by 12, you'll have all three with identical records and all three with identical points in the tiebreaker system. So it, it could get a little crazy. That that The playoff scenario in that conference right there is the wackiest of the week. So it, it doesn't get any crazier than that. I, I tell you, well, another, another thing to put icing on that is the reason that they're in that situation is because Farmington's quarterback goes down at Harrison and they lose that ball game. I know, lose 21 to 14, yeah. yeah that's yep. right. And so does that when if that does happen, uh does it go to a coin flip at that point? They they go to record versus the next highest ranked team. So they all lost to the big boy. I then they you. would go to the fifth place team, which they all beat. Then it, at some point it gets down to a coin flip, yep. takes one away, and then they do the head to head versus the top two teams. Okay. So that's it, yeah, it could get but you, but it you, could get down to that point. So you would think that at least for I know there's more to it than this, but say Farmington beats Harry, or beats uh, Prairie Grove, Perry Grove's loss to Farmington is more impressive than Farmington's loss to Harrison. Mm-hmm. But there's not a power rating system. That's, yeah. right. That's right. That's, That's right. right. And so, you know, one thing that the 5A West is no stranger to is controversy. <laughs> in, in, in 2017, they had a four-way tie for first place. Which they yep. had. It was, it was Greenbrier. Was in Greenbrier, yeah. Valonia, Morlton, and Harrison. No, it was Alma. 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 Valonia was out. Yeah. Uh, but they all they were all five and two, thanks to Mamel beating Alma. <laughs> and so Mamel had no business beating Alma on the last game of the season. And so now all of a sudden they're five and two, and they were at you know having to figure out yeah what the ultimate tiebreaker was. It was wild. Spoilers. All right, so we were at number five was Farmington. Number six, Hot Springs will play crosstown rival at Hot Springs Lakeside. Number seven, Magnolia will play at home against Hope. Number eight, Mills will be at Valonia. Number nine, Valley View will be at Batesville. And number 10, Wynn will be at Nettleton. So those two games there in the east uh, will determine a lot of playoff implications there. You know, Batesville's in a precarious situation after last Friday night. Yeah, they have to that, be. That might as well knock. That might as well knock them out because yep. you got to think that you know Southside's going to take care of business, which would give them the four. Uh, they just got to hope that Valley View rests some folks. Yeah. yeah. So if they beat Valley View, are they in? They beat Valley View. They're in. Yeah, they three. beat Valley View. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, they get their, their right now they're on the outside yeah. looking yeah. in. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's a rough you know situation in Pioneer Country. So a lot of a <laughs> lot of big games in five A's yeah. this week. All right, so we go to six A, uh, where they just had a bunch of big games, right? <laughs> they did, or at least a couple. Uh, number one, Pulaski Academy loses to number two Greenwood, thirty three to twenty three. You're welcome, Greenwood, for the motivation. Yeah. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know they played. Was that a big game? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the reason Thomas is in bed tonight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number two Greenwood beat PA. Catholic, number three, beat El Dorado, 41-16. Benton beat West Memphis, 55-38. Lake Hamilton beat Russellville in a close one, 37-27. Little Rock Christian beat Greenbrier, 44-7. Number seven, Marion beat Sylvan Hills in a close one, 27-23. Number eight, West Memphis lost to Benton, 55-38. El Dorado lost to Catholic, and when we thought could be close, Mm -hmm. uh, Catholic went down there and took care of business, 41-16. And then Russellville, as we mentioned, lost to Lake Hamilton. 
So this week, number one, Greenwood plays at Little Rock Christian. Uh, could be a good matchup. Little Rock Christian can score. Uh, just depends on if they can slow down that Greenwood offense. Uh, number two, PA playing Lake Hamilton at home, an eight and one Lake Hamilton team. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Catholic nine and zero versus Marion at home. Number four, Benton at Sheridan. Number five, Lake Hamilton at PA, as we mentioned. Number six, as we mentioned, Little Rock Christian versus Greenwood. Number seven, Marion at Catholic. Number eight, West Memphis versus Searcy at home. And El Dorado, number nine, at Jacksonville. Russellville, are they playing Thursday night? They don't play I, I've got them off. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, looking at this, of course, you got the Greenwood Christian matchup and the PA Hamilton matchup that are big. But then you got Catholic. I guess if Marion beats Catholic, that puts them as a one seed, right? Yes, that's Is that right? Uh, I, I, got it. I got it for you. Okay, so the way the tiebreaker point system works, Marion is on the low end of that. So, okay. Marion is pretty much the three seed if they beat Catholic. Catholic could do no worse than the two. Okay. Benton, and Benton would have to win yeah. by at least 11 points I got to you. be the one. Okay, good deal. Good deal. And that's probably, you know, a sure thing you would think playing at Sheridan. Exactly, yeah. yeah. All right. So, 7A we go. Last week in 7A, week nine, Bryant beat North Little Rock 45-14. to 14. Uh, North Little Rock played them pr- pretty close for a half, and then Bryant pulled away late. Number two, Cabot took care of business against Northside. I'm telling you guys, this Cabot defense is nasty. They beat Northside. That, thir- was, a, that was an ugly game for Northside. Yeah, I expected it w- a little bit more. Yeah, uh, it was It was a surprising score for me as well. Number three, Conway beat Jonesboro 50-20. to 20. Number four, Bentonville beat Springdale 45-7. to 7. Fayetteville took care of Heritage 48-7. to 7. Number six, Bentonville West beat uh, Fort Smith Southside 35-24. Rogers beat Harbor 55-6. Number eight, North Little Rock lost to Bryant. Number nine, Fort Smith Northside. And number 10, Southside. And so this week, number uh, week 10, Bryant is number one. They got a little bit of a big game this week as they got yep. the number three Wampus Cats coming into Saline County. Yep, got them at home at yep. least. Yeah, big game there. Number two is Cabot. They will be at North Little Rock, which could be a good ball game as well. That'll be a physical ball game. Yes, it will. Number four, Bentonville will play crosstown rival Bentonville West. Number five, Fayette will be at Springdale Harbor. Number six is Bentonville West. Number seven is Rogers. They will play crosstown at Rogers Heritage. Number eight, North Little Rock. Number nine, Northside will take on Southwest. And number ten, Southside will play home against Springdale. I'm thinking – I'm thinking Dusty's got Bryant by at least, or by, got Conway by at least 14. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that will take us into our picks for this week. Junk, you want to give us the results from last yeah, week? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin's over there. He's he's marching down the street with his band celebrating again. <laughs> three P, three P, three P. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's three in a row for Kevin. He needs to go down. We need somebody to take him down. You were the real winner because you got some quality catfish out of the deal. I did. I did. <laughs> equipment, equipment catfish barn was was fire, yeah. as always. All right. So, going into week 10, our uh, cumulative standings is Dusty is bringing up the rear. Oh, well. 81 of 125. He's still in it, though. Not too far back. Uh, Kevin Bohannon is 83 of 125. Junk Vegas, 85 of 125. And I'm at 87 of 125. By the way, I have no regrets picking equipment. I'll stand by him any <laughs> no day. Regret. No regret. <laughs> no regret. No regret. All right. So some, Not even one letter. That's right. Some big matchups this week, and it's some tough games to pick. We will start out number one, EPC at Mark Tree on Thursday night. I'm going Mark Tree by seven. I went Mark Tree by seven. 
I had Mark Chew by 10. I'm going to live on that EPC island. He's the, the lonely island. I love it. I love it. Hey, Dusty, Seven. Dusty's Seven got some ground to make up, so yeah. he's going to start uh, out the you gate. Know, you got to swing for the fences, right? <laughs> Number two, Mount Ida at Dirks, and that's a Thursday night ball game as well. Uh, Dirks' defense has given up some points this, this year, um, so I'm going to go with Mount Ida in this one by 10. I went Mount Ida 17. Yeah, I had Mount Ida by 14. That rushing attack is just too good. Yep. I'm going to go Mount Ida by eight. Okay. Number three, Hazen at Carlisle. Conference championship on the line here. As we talked about earlier, this Hazen defense is nasty, only giving up three and a half points a game. Uh, even though they are without their quarterback for a half, I'm going Hazen by seven. I went Hazen six. Hazen by five. You remember that time Luke King came back at halftime and uh, – <laughs> Hazen Hornets won the Bison Bowl. I got Hazen by seven. Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? All right, number five, Lake Village. A Lake Village team that is putting up some points the last two or three weeks are going to Redbug Country to play Fordyce. I've got Fordyce by six. I'm going with – we skipped one, I think. I'm going with uh, Fordyce by three, yeah. Yeah, I've got Fordyce by four. Yeah, Fordyce at home – Pretty tough play. That's going to be – I got four dice by 14. Yeah. So, back up to number four. Desarc at defending state champion McCrory. I've got Desarc by three. I got the Woodruff County Eagles by six. Wow. All right. I got Desarc by 12. Yeah, I got Desarc 15. All right. Number six, Barton at Camden Harmony Grove. Barton, like Dusty said earlier, is playing well right now, playing some good football. Going to Camden Harmony Grove was a tough place to go. I think you picked them last week, didn't you? I did. They let me down. I'm going with Camden Harmony Grove by 12. I went with Camden Harmony Grove by 9. Yeah, I got Camden Harmony Grove by 17. You know, Camden Harmony Grove's defense scores as much as their offense. So I'm going to yeah. go Camden Harmony Grove by 28. You know, I looked at that Barton Rising score at the halftime of the Greenberg game, and I said, man, I'm going to get one here. I, I, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. <laughs> All right, number seven, Bismarck at center point. I'm going to go with the visiting team here. I'm going Bismarck by three. I'm going Bismarck by three. Uh, Ian Smith, finally healthy. I'm going to go Bismarck by two. I like it. Yeah, I got the Lions by eight. Okay, number eight, Hoxie at Walnut Ridge. I'm going Hoxie in this one by ten. Hoxie by six. I've got Hoxie by eight. Hoxie in a revenge game from last week by 14. Okay. Number nine, Charleston at Lavaca. I've got Charleston in this one, the Tigers by 14. I got the Tigers by 14. Uh, Charleston by 17. Charleston by 28. Whoa. Right. Number 10, Arkadelphia at Malvern. I'm going to go with the Badgers here, even though I would not be surprised if it went the other direction, but I'm going Badgers by seven. I went Arkadelphia nine. I think, and I'll give a little analysis real quick and then give my pick. I think Arkadelphia, the difference between last year and this year is their defense. We know about Witt and we know about Hughes. Their defense is playing a lot better this year. I'm going Arkadelphia by ten. So I've learned my lesson because every time I've picked against Malvern, They've won, so I'm picking Malvern <laughs> by eight. 
on the island. So, Kevin, I'm with you. That, that's exactly what I did. I, and, and I based it off of – and I hate to base anything off one game, but but they're pretty even in a lot of games. But you look at the Nashville game, and and, and Arkadelphia just absolutely shut them down. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Malvern, Malvern let the scrapper score quite a few points. Yeah. All right, number 11, Haskell Harmony Grove travels to take on the Miners of Boxside. I've got Haskell by 13 in this one. I got Haskell by two. I got Haskell by 21. Okay, I'm going to go with Harmony Grove by 12. All right, number 12, Rivercrest at Blyville. I got Rivercrest by 13. Rivercrest by six. Yeah, Rivercrest by eight. Colts by 14. Number 13, Nashville at Lone Oak. And I don't have this one picked on my sheet. I'm just going to got to wing it. pick off the fly because this one's a tough one to pick. So I'm going to go with the home team in this one. I'm going Jackrabbits by three. Wow, I went with Scrappers by seven. Yeah, great quarterback matchup right here. Sloan Perry and Braden Allen. Yes. Uh, I'm going to gonna go with the Rad by four. Showing some scrappers by 14. Hey, I like it, man. We got it split right here, two and two. That's a tough one to pick, man. Number 14, Prairie Grove at Farmington. I'm going Cardinals in this one by 10. I went with the Cardinals, but I got them by one. I think it's going to be awfully close. I agree with that. Prairie Grove's rushing attack is underrated. I said a couple weeks ago, they're the best six and one team that you've never heard of (laughs) in Class 5A right now, so – uh, but Farmington at home, they're too good. I'm going by three. What's my rule? Never bet against Eldridge. Eldridge. Never bet against Jr. Jr. by twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. Do do we know if if Farmington's quarterback's back? Do we know that? Uh, it hasn't been approved or denied. Okay. Confirmed or denied? But <laughs> I got you. Uh, I knew it, it would not surprise me. I knew it was any day now. All right, number 15, Hot Springs at Hot Springs Lakeside. Does Hot Springs Lakeside play with enough passion to make this a ball game? I say not. I've got Hot Springs by 17. I picked Hot Springs by nine. Yeah, I got Hot Springs by 14. You know, this is probably going to be the first time in a long time Hot Springs is going to be the favorite in this game, and I'm going Hot Springs by 35. Yeah. Oh. All right, that brings us to number 16. Another conference championship ball game. Little Rock Park View travels south to play Camden Fairview, the Cardinals. I don't have this game picked either, but I'm going to go Park View in this one by three. I'm going with the Fairview, whatever they are. Cardinals. Cardinals by three. You say three? Yep. So, interesting. Coach Vaughn, who was the defensive coordinator at Park View last year, is the head coach for Camden Fairview now. Uh, I don't think, and Martavis Thomas is one of my favorite players in the state. Love the kid. Great, great young man, but I can't go against the Pats. Uh, they, they've just got too many, too many weapons over there. So I'm going with the Patriots by 10. I got Fairview by six. We got another uh, split decision. <laughs> Love it. All right. Number 17, the Win Yellow Jackets travel to Nettleton, and I've got Win in this one by 10. Got Win by 10? Yeah, I've got Win by 12. Going win by 14. Okay, another 5A East matchup. Valley View travels to Pioneer Country to take on Batesville. I've got Valley View by seven. I got Valley View by three. See, y'all know the, the, the best score that Valley View wins by is like 21 14 or 
24 to 17. So you know they're going to win by seven. Right. They're going to win, though. <laughs> I really think Ryan Morrow and the Pioneers circle the wagons this weekend. Hey, they're and playing for their life they, right they, now. They, they, hey, their back's to the wall. Yep. Pioneers by six. I like that pick. Number nine. Well, they're home. Yeah. yeah. Number 19, Pine Bluff at Robinson. I've got Robinson in this one by 13. Well, you know, it depends on what Pine Bluff team shows up. <laughs> but I got Robinson by 10. Yeah. Does Robinson rest some of the guys so they don't go even more wounded in the playoffs? You know, I think Coach Esco is going to go for this one. Pine Bluff's playing for their life right now because – there's some extenuating circumstances that are circling the state right now, but who knows? Robinson by 21. Yeah, I got Robinson by 20. Okay, number 20, Lake Hamilton at Pulaski Academy. How does PA bounce back after an in-state loss like that last week? Emotional ball game, a game that they've all been looking forward to all season. Uh, lost their quarterback, but I think I, I think they bounced back big. I've got PA by 17. I'm picking this as if Busby is playing, and I've got PA by 24. The old Kevin Kelly teams, how you beat them was you were physical up front, you could get to the quarterback, and you could lock up on the receivers. That's how you beat them. Baseball did it under Dave King, but I don't think Lake Hamilton has the horses, even though you never count against Justin Crutchburn and the yeah. boys. So Just I'm hope going, he doesn't I'm hit going, you. I'm, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, going, I'm going Bruins by 17. Yeah, I went back and did some research on this. The last ten times they lost, they mercy ruled their next opponent. That's a good so stat. I'm going to go uh, PA by 28. Okay. Number 21, Greenwood at Little Rock Christian. And like Junk said earlier, this could be a good ball game. Little Rock Christian's playing good football right now. I think they're playing better than they were when they took that loss to Lake Hamilton. But I think Greenwood's too much. I've got Greenwood by 13. I've got Greenwood by 17. You know, Greenwood, they've already locked up the number one seed. Who knows, you know, if Hunter Houston is going to play, is it going to be the Kane Archer show out there? Um, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit of an upset right here. I'm going to go Little Rock, Little Rock Christian by two. You know, Little Rock Christian has a phenomenal defensive line. You know, mm-hmm. they scored a couple touchdowns against Greenbrier. They're not on scooping scores, block punts. Uh, number 55, uh, Jordan Johnson. He was, you know, putting on a show. He had yeah. two sacks or not. So, my question is, how good does Greenwood's offensive line match up with them? Because I don't think they played anybody sure. quite that physical. Sure. But I still got Greenwood by 14 just because there's too many intangibles going that way. Well, and I, I was with Kevin on this one for a while. I almost went Little Rock Christian because I thought, you know, Greenwood might have a letdown after that big win, and they're going on the road. Uh, so, I wouldn't be shocked here if Christian did pull out the win. But say, say that uh, Hunter Houston does sit – and you see Kane Archer, is it that much different? Uh, from what I understand, this the, uh, it is. Yeah, Hunter Houston's a much better quarterback, overall quarterback At right now. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, he makes better decisions. And you can see – I've watched it on film. I've watched every Greenwood game. And when, there, there's always a tempo when each quarterback is in and how the other, guy, the other guys seem to play. Mm-hmm. There's a comfortability factor in that. I've, I've seen it. I've coached it. They, and you, you can definitely tell the difference right now. That's senior versus sophomore. Yeah, they there. trust that senior. Yeah. All right, number twenty-two, Marion at Little Rock Catholic. I've got Catholic by ten. I got Catholic by five. Catholic by seventeen. Rockets by fourteen. Number twenty-three, Bentonville West at Bentonville. I've got Bentonville by fourteen. Bentonville by ten. 
Bentonville by 13. Yeah, I got Daddy winning that one by 14. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number 24, Cabot at North Little Rock. I've got Cabot, the Panthers, by 10. Cabot by three. Cabot by 21. Woo. Boy, well, that's out there. Uh, (laughs) I'll go Cabot by 14. All right, and then the final game, I do not have this one picked on my sheet as well. Conway at Bryant. Do the Hornets finally lose an in-state game? You're just living life on the edge tonight, I am, man. After last week's pick, I was a little (laughs) bit hesitant. I'm going to go with the Wampus Cats in this one. I'm picking with my heart, not my head. I'm going Cats by one over the Hornets. Well, I'm going to go with – the winner of the last five years of games in the state of Arkansas and going Bryant by seven. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to, to go against them when they're winning every week and got, they're going one for the thumb this year. So I'm going Hornets by seven. Bryant by 212. So I'm on the Wampus Cat <laughs> Island. So 212. 12, 12, 12, 12. My bad. We get you on just the score on that one. <laughs> All right, guys, that'll wrap up our picks this week. And so we didn't have too many different, but uh, there's a few there. Dusty went out on a on a ledge. Hey, you got you got big-time players, my big-time players. That's man. right. That's right. Hey, I got faith in you, Dusty. I've seen you eat catfish. <laughs> okay, Bo, you want to stay on with us for the, the college segment? or? You... I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump, guys. I appreciate you having me on and uh, look, look forward to a great week 10 of high school football. Yeah, right. man, we'll be listening to you Friday. Thank you, man. All right. Appreciate it, guys. You out, Dusty? Oh, one thing I do want to talk about before we go. Uh, We got the unsanctioned eight-man championship this week. Uh, You got Fountain Lake and our boy – we got Fountain Fountain Lake and our boy Juan Diggs Mm -hmm. versus the Mountain View Yellow Jackets at Mountain View. Uh, Mountain View's 9-0. Their closest game was Fountain Lake, and they beat them by three in week seven. Nice. It's going to be be pretty interesting because – Mountain Lakes made some changes in their offense past couple weeks, and they're a little bit more explosive than they were a couple weeks ago. Very nice. So explain to us what unsanctioned and sanctioned is there. Okay, so with the AAA, any school that is above 2A that is playing uh, eight-man football is considered unsanctioned. I see. So, you know, when we talked about the 2A setup while ago, why there's only 29 teams, Mm -hmm. you know, you have Marvel, Brinkley, uh, Woodlawn, uh, Spring Hill, Mountain Pine, you have all these teams that would were playing two A football playing eight man. Gotcha. And so they those are teams that are taken away from the two A, you know, but they're still sanctioned as eight man, you know, class A eight man programs. But the teams that are above that, they're three A, the Marshalls, the Subiacos, the, you know, Fountain Lakes of the World, they're unsanctioned. So they don't get to play in the regular playoffs like every other uh. So, what they do is they start playing week zero. They schedule eight games mm-hmm. with the hope that they, you know, finish in the top four, and then they play their first round week nine and their championship game week ten. Okay. So, that's how we got to this segment right here. Uh, Fountain Lake beat Subiaco last week. Mountain View beat Genoa Central last week. Now they're playing. Now so, they're, how many unsanctioned teams are there? Uh, right now there's nine. Nah. Yeah. Uh, Parker's Chapel. Uh, I'll pull the list up real quick. Uh, you know, you got Parker's Chapel. You got uh, Marshall, Subiaco, Genoa Central, Fountain Lake, uh, Cedar Ridge, Mountain View. Uh, Is- Izzard County is a sanction. Actually, Izzard County is a 1A school. 
Hmm. So they're they're one high school that started. I just football. went cross eyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, you know, so you know, basketball schools can play football. That's yeah. right. You know, it's crazy how I mean works. they got forty players on their basketball team. Uh, they're yeah. trying to they're trying to get B branch to, to expand and, and bring football in. Well, you, you know, there's there's one thing that eight man has proven in this state is that success is not limited to tradition. Sure. You know, so, you know, Izzard County just won their conference championship in their first year of play. Mm-hmm. You know, they beat Brinkley, they beat Rector, they beat uh, Marvel. You know, all schools have been playing football for over 40 years. Right. So, you know, and that's their first year now. Is there some luck to that? Yeah, but still, it's it's something that's pretty impressive, you know, that they can come in and do that. Uh, even, you know, Kip Delta down in Helena. Right. You know, they started their program this year. You know, of course, they haven't had the luck. ICC has, but, you know, still, these are little B1A schools that, you know, we know what football does for our lives. You know, we know what yeah. it does in our kids' lives, sure. you know, what it's done yeah. in our lives. It teaches you so many more lessons, and it's great that these little B schools are, you know, starting the programs and getting it going. Well, we just talked with a buddy of mine, his kids go to B Branch, and he said, you look over at the high school basketball team, they've got 23 kids on the high school basketball team. He said, there's no reason we can't have a football team. Yeah. Yeah. You see, and you see that so much where there, you know, where you have schools that focus on one sport. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, and I'm not being critical of them anyway. You, you do what you do best, but what is best for the kids? That's right. What you know, you know, you can have at a one A school or two A school, you can have great base, baseball programs, great you know track programs, basketball programs, whatever. But if you've got 25 kids, 30 kids on a junior high team, yeah. There's only five on the court at a time, right. and there's only what twenty four minutes, thirty two minutes in a game. Goes by quick. I mean, you take those twenty three kids, and then you go to the shop class and get eight linemen out of there. Yeah, <laughs> and you got a football team. That's right. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> All right, so that'll take us into our player highlights uh, segment this week. All Dusty, right. Dusty, appreciate you joining us. Appreciate See you ya. guys. We'll start out in Van Buren where Malachi Henry had another big game. He had 12 catches for 164 yards, three touchdowns, and had a pick six. Achilles Ringo at Mills, 22 for 33, 415 yards, four touchdowns. Jalen Dupree at Malvern, another huge game for him. 31 carries for 375 yards and five touchdowns. Cade Yates up at Mountain Home and their big comeback win, 25 to 42, uh, 25 for 42, 350 yards, three touchdowns, five carries, 43 yards, two touchdowns. That's a total of five touchdowns on the night. For Yates, Brady Barnett, Mountain Home, 13 carries, 143 yards. Yes, that is more than 10 a carry mm-hmm. and one touchdown. Mr. Brady Barnett was the quarterback last year and got moved to running back this year for the, the Bombers. Over in Melbourne, Trey Wren, 13 of 15 for 254 yards, three touchdowns, 14 carries for 136 yards, and four touchdowns. Seven touchdowns on the night for Trey Wren. Carter Bray at Melbourne, seven catches, 145 yards, and three scores. Deshaun Chairs from Elkins, 24 carries, 179 yards, two touchdowns, two catches, 37 yards, two touchdowns. Dizzy Dean over at Elkins, quarterback, 18 for 21. That's efficient. 224 yards, three touchdowns. And then Dalton Vaughn from Elkins, 10 tackles, a sack and interception. Mr. Connor Baker at Pocahontas, 41 carries for 392 yards, five touchdowns, and had an interception on defense. That gets him real close to where. four away. I think you're right. Yeah. So he could, he, could, he could break it this week. Yeah. Is that is that uh, was that it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So Hunter Houston at Greenwood, twenty two of twenty four. Talk about efficient. Mm. Two hundred eighty eight yards, one touchdown. Peyton Presson, Greenwood, nine catches, one hundred nine yards, one touchdown. 
Mr. Jason Sullivan over in Carlisle, 24 carries for 306 yards and four touchdowns. That's a big night. That's you know, a big night. <laughs> Shallow Christian, we've heard these two names a lot. Eli Wisdom, 14 for 18, 218 yards, four touchdowns, 13 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns. And then Bodie Neal, eight catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns. In Searcy, Colton Parker had 26 carries for 207 yards and two scores. Dee Johnson, 15 carries, 133 yards and two scores. And Tyler Strickland was 19 of 22 for 262 yards and four touchdowns. Strickland's had a great year. He has. You know, we, we always talk about Johnson, but he's, he's stepped up as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Braylon Russell, Benton, 24 carries, 147 yards, three touchdowns. And Rodgers, Dane Williams, 18 of 25 for 205 yards and three scores. Over at Bentonville West, Jackson Bruss, seven catches, 100 yards, three touchdowns, and then Braden Jones, 18 tackles, two tackles for loss. That's a season for some I want to say there were five solos or five assists and then 12 – or 13 solos. I don't remember, but it was a bunch. That's a bunch. In Maumelle, Jaden Morshin, 15 carries, 112 yards, and two touchdowns. Wesley McKissick, Valonius, 21 for 35, 376 yards, three touchdowns. Quarterbacks had a great season. Jack Vines from Valonia, seven catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. I was talking to Coach Langrell today. You know, Jack Vines was our Faulkner County Player of the Week last right. week. Scored from everywhere he could. Yeah. He said, you know, the different, a lot of the difference they're seeing this year playing in that Central Conference is they're seeing a lot more man-to-man coverage, whereas in the West right. they would see a lot more zone. Right. So. Is Vines a senior? Yeah, he is. Him, him and uh, McKissick both are. Yeah. All right, over in Camden Fairview, Aaron Osselbrook, 121 yards rushing, 31 yards receiving with two touchdowns. Nate Well at Arkansas High in Texas, Canada, 320 yards, five touchdowns throwing the football, and then two touchdowns rushing. What a night. In Magnolia, Mr. B.J. Curry, 184 yards and three touchdowns. Sam Sanders at Catholic, 17 for 22, 276 yards, Five touchdowns, 106 yards, rushing, and one touchdown Man, for he's had a great year. the Catholic quarterback. Yes, he has. In Fayetteville, Kalon Morris, 203 yards and three touchdowns receiving. I believe he's leading the state in receiving. Yards. Oh, he is? Yeah. Now, you wouldn't think a kid from Fayetteville would be leading receiving, right? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. I will check this out. I'm fixing to read three names, right? <laughs> three names at Boonville. Dax Goff, 15 carries, 217 yards, four touchdowns. Cody Elliott, 16 carries, 226 yards, two touchdowns. And Trace Hall, 13 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns. That's amazing. What is that? Is that seven or – no, it's eight touchdowns and five, over 500 yards. Yeah, yeah 500, almost 50 yards. <laughs> That's nuts. Over in Stuttgart, their big win over Lone Oak. Cedric Hawkins, 24 carries for 222 yards, three three touchdowns, and had a 78-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Cameron Harper, three sacks and blocked a punt and recovered it for a touchdown. And uh, that was a close ball game there. It was. That that re- uh, recovered for a touchdown was a big play. Yes, it was. So, uh, Gerald Shepard, West Memphis, 16 carries. 317 yards, four touchdowns. Keelan Mills, a player of the week last week, 25 for 42, 441 yards, four touchdowns, 56 yards, two touchdowns rushing. And you know the thing about that is uh, that wasn't a loss, right? Yes. Yes, it That's was. That's nuts. That is nuts. That's exactly right. Over Mental Springs, over in Junk Vegas land. That's right. Mr. K.J. Hayes, big game for him. 18 carries for 201 yards and a score. Jace Amerson, 
four carries, 20 yards, two touchdowns, one two-point conversion, seven tackles, five of those for a loss, a forced fumble, and two pressures on the quarterback. Let me tell you another thing about this. You know, you said two touchdowns on, on running. He's a lineman. Is he really? He is. I've met the kids. Good kid. Hey, he lived in their backfield on defense. It sounds like it. That's a heck of a game. Mr. Evan Irwin from Mineral was four of seven passing for 11 yards, two touchdowns, and three carries for 25 yards. And KT Thomas, eight carries for 76 yards, one score, one conversion, and eight tackles. Uh, Hornets, I will plan to – I do plan to be there Thursday night to watch you play there. So half of Between the Mats will be there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the half that's going hunting this week or taking Clint hunting this week. That's right. <laughs> All right, Elder Raider, DeAndre Burns, 11 catches, 97 yards, one touchdown. And Little Rock Christian, Mr. Walker White, we got to see him up close and personal. Good-looking athlete. He was 9 of 18 for 132 yards, one touchdown, nine carries for 35 yards, and two scores. Over at Charleston, Brandon Scott, 13 for 18, 163 yards, two touchdowns. Let me tell you, I've seen this kid, and he's impressive. And then Brevin Catter, Charleston, 15 carries, 111 yards, four touchdowns, three catches for 36 yards. You know, I'd like to – need to go back and look. I'd like to see what Braden Scott's percentage – completion percentage is on the year because every week it's like 13 of 15, 15 of 17. Oh, it's – yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That's all, same with the kid over at uh, – Harding. Harding, yeah. yeah. Over at Star City, Mr. Mason Taylor – Four seven passing for fifty eight yards and a touchdown. Eighteen carries for one hundred sixty nine yards and two touchdowns. Also flipped on the defensive side, had fifteen tackles, three of those for a loss, two sacks, and two pass breakups. And that's your quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it is, Mr. C.J. Turner. We've talked about him a lot this year. He's had a great season. Had fifteen carries, two hundred two yards, three scores, and had four tackles, which two of those for a loss. <laughs> Listen to this over at Gosnell, Cameron Williams. Three interceptions, one for a touchdown. Also had 109 yards receiving and 39 yards passing. <laughs> and made the popcorn. That's right. <laughs> In Newport, Mr. D.J. Marshall, five of seven for 164 yards and four touchdowns. Jalen Pollard at Newport, five carries, 107 yards and two scores. Lake Hamilton's Easton Hurley was seven for 10 passing, 86 yards, one touchdown. And then the man, Justin Crutchmer, 22 carries, 157 yards, two touchdowns, three catches, 46 yards, one touchdown. And let me say this about that kid. I, I've watched most of the Greenbrier games this year, and he's one of the most impressive football players I've seen just this year. Just a football player. He's just a good football player. And I, I think he's going to, to Oklahoma State to wrestle. Yeah, probably. That kid could play. He will hit you. He will hit you in the mouth. <laughs> in Alma, Joe Trusty, 13 of 18 for 213 yards and four touchdowns. Also had 15 carries for 120 yards and two scores. He's had a great year. He has. Eric McGee, Parkview, 12 for 18, 184 yards, one touchdown. Cameron Settles, 13 carries, 107 yards, 12 touchdowns. 12, 12 touchdowns. Wow, what a <laughs> night. I'm going to go ahead and say he probably had two. I'm going to say you're probably right. Over in Bentonville West, or is that Bentonville? Yeah, Bentonville West, I guess. Jake Casey, yeah, that's, yeah, West. 25 of 34, 215 yards, and four touchdowns. I, I split them up, didn't I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three for one. Jordan Walker over at Bryan, nine for 19, 172 yards, two touchdowns. Matorian Singleton, four catches, 154 yards, and two touchdowns. Chris Ganaway, nine carries, 97 yards, one touchdown, two catches, 29 yards, and one touchdown, and they win over North Little Rock. 
And over in Bentonville, Carter Nye, what a we, what a year he's had. Boy, he has. He's 20 for 30 for 291 yards, two scores, and C.J. Brown had eight catches for 137 yards and a touchdown. You know, he's, Nye's one of those that's put up those PlayStation numbers. He's had a great year. <laughs> over at Warren, Maddox Lassiter, 305 yards passing and five touchdowns. And then Antonio Jordan, seven catches, 168 yards, four touchdowns. Wow. Ozark, Mr. Landon Wright, 7 of 12 for 74 yards, 10 carries for 126 yards, and a score. Colin Robinson, Episcopal, 13 carries, 164 yards. In Desark, Jack Kirby, 26 carries, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Over in Garden, the Go Devils, Sheldon Smith, 157 yards, rushing two touchdowns. And in Bigelow, Bennett Johnson, four catches, 90 yards, one touchdown, and a kickoff return for a touchdown. In Gravit, Kyler Austin, 26 carries, 135 yards rushing. All right, and that will wrap us up for our week nine. Sorry, I've got one more. Got one more. I put in late. Okay. Donovan Witten. Of course. And I, I was just thinking, while I was I was going through stuff. I was like, I don't have any Arkadelphia stuff here. So I pulled up his his Twitter. 20, to, 20 for 33, 200 yards, five touchdowns passing. 14 carries, 32 yards, and another touchdown. So he just had six touchdowns. Yeah, just an average night for him. Yeah. <laughs> so that will take us into our week nine players of the week. And, Junk, what do you got? I've got Bennett Johnson for the 2A Bigelow Panthers. He is our 2A player of the week. Carter Bray at Melbourne is our 3A. 4A, Maddox Laster at Warren with his 300 yards passing, five touchdowns. 5A, Nate Wells over at Arkansas High. Number, or, or I can say number, 6A, Cade Yates at Mountain Home. Big upset yeah. win, or I say upset, big comeback win. Comeback win. Yeah, and then 7A. Braden Jones from Bentonville West. With 18 tackles. 18 tackles. That's a bunch. It is. All right. So that'll take us into our college segment. Uh, Hogs, another uh, victory. Went down to the Plains and took care of a struggling Auburn team who, as of today, do not have a head coach. They do not. <laughs> what do you, th- who you They're think? looking for their next Arkansas State hire. Who do you think they'll go after here? You think they'll? Well, you, I think they'll go after Lane Kiffin. Do you think he'll really move? No. I, Why would you leave Ole Miss and go there? I, the, the only person that thinks that's a good job is people that live in, in Auburn, Alabama. I, I agree with that. I mean, he's already got it rolling in Ole Miss. He'd have to yeah. start over. I just I'm don't. telling you, people in Auburn think that they are they are Alabama equivalent, or at least should be playing for a national championship every decade at least. And everybody outside of Auburn in the SEC thinks that they are a middle of the pack school. Yeah. Who went through a little run there for a while with with a guy that beat Saban three times? That's right. That, that they, they fired, fired. <laughs> after they gave him a huge uh, bonus, yeah, or a huge contract, yeah. So after a, a, I, what I thought was a terrible start by the Hogs and a pretty average first half, you know, up seventeen thirteen, yeah, uh, they come out and dominated the third quarter and posed their will and, and kind of pulled away. KJ was sixteen of twenty four, two hundred thirty four yards and a touchdown. 10 carries for 45 yards and two other scores. Rocket, another big game for him. 16 carries for 171 yards. Matt Landers had four catches for 115 yards. Oh, he looked good. He did, man. i tell you what, and we've talked about this a bunch. A lot of times KJ just makes me want to throw the remote at the TV. I love him. But, man, he just never <laughs> – he does not turn the ball he over. He doesn't, and he throws it he, – he throws a pretty ball. He does. He sure does. The Hogs will be back at home this Saturday to take on the number 23 Liberty Flames with the head coach of Hugh Freeze, who is That's in right. the mix at Auburn. Yeah. You know, they, here's another thing, too. We were, they were talking about this earlier on the radio. You know, would, would the SEC keep him from coming in? 
how do you after you let Bruce Pearl go to Auburn? That's exactly right. Very good point. They play at 3 o'clock. Um, like I said, Liberty's 7-1 and one on the season. Got a good football team. Uh, they're giving up 30.9 points – or they're scoring 30.9 points a game on offense, giving up 21. Uh, they're only allowing 330 yards a game defensively. But and let, me, let me say this, though. I, I want to say this. That, that BYU game, probably scary for most of us Ridgeback fans. Yeah, but- other than that, they they got beat by a couple points by Wake Forest. Every other win, you know, they beat like Gardner Webb by two. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they're not they, impressive they wins. Have, they haven't played anybody. That's right. No. So UCA with another big A Sun Conference win on Saturday in their homecoming, undefeated. Yes, sir. Beat North Alabama. North Alabama sixty four to twenty nine. Yeah, they're averaging fifty three points yeah. a game. They're the offense rolling. Uh, that moves him to 3-0 in conference play. Mr. Darius Hale, who was the A-Sun player of the week, had 19 carries for 255 yards and two scores. And we didn't talk about this last week, but Shanderick Powell is a running back for North Alabama. From, really? From Hoxie. Yeah, from Hoxie. And he's over 1,000 yards on the season. There were three of those pals, weren't they? There was. Yeah. I think the brother, Dalen, is at Pitt State. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, sure is. Wow. Gorilla. Yeah, they're the and aren't they the gorillas? Yes, they are. And they're in that same conference with uh, UCO, uh, UCO, Central Oklahoma, and uh, there's a bunch of those. Yeah, Northwest Missouri. Northwest, yeah, that's a stout conference. It is. All right, so UCA will travel to Eastern Kentucky uh, for another A Sun matchup this Saturday. Uh, Eastern Kentucky's five and three on the season, one and one in conference play. They beat that North Alabama team two weeks ago, just fifty six to fifty three. Mm. So defense might be a little suspect. Yeah, but they did last week. They knocked off number fourteen Semo twenty eight to twenty three. Yeah. Who Semo beat, who beat UCA? So it could be a good ball game. Yeah, you know they can't be as good offensively without Matt Wilcox Jr. <laughs> That's on the, exactly on the, right. On the offense. Uh, they're circling the drain a little bit after they lost him. Try. I mean, it's just like, what do you do? <laughs> number three OBU took care of business against East Central on a but, Thursday night ball game. They took care of business. But they had to come back. I think they barely pulled out. Yeah, 28-18. Yeah. Close ball game. Yeah. They'll travel to southeastern Oklahoma at 3 o'clock on Saturday. Number 17, Harding, beat northwestern Oklahoma 28-7. to They'll travel to southwestern Oklahoma at 3 o'clock on Saturday. And then Arkansas State lost their fourth in a row to move to 2-7 and seven on the season. Uh, well, be- he's got that thing turned around, doesn't he? <laughs> they'll be at home against UMass, who – if they don't get this one, I, it's it's looking pretty bleak over there for them because UMass is not a very good football team. No, they're not. All right, my man, you got anything else? No, man, I'm good. Hey, guys, week 10, get out and support your local high school teams. And if, if you can't get out to support them, go watch a football game somewhere because it ain't going to be long. It's going to be over with. That's right. Don't do like me and sit on the couch and watch three at the same time. <laughs> All right, we'll <laughs> check you all next week. Later on. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats.